Hello and welcome to the Mindful Commerce Podcast, a place where we talk to e-commerce brands, service providers and developers who care about protecting our planet. I'm Chrissy, And I'm Rich and we're your hosts. The podcast is an extension of the Mindful Commerce community. The Mindful Commerce community is a safe place for e-commerce brands and experts to connect, collaborate and explore opportunities to work together to unleash the power of e-commerce as a force for good. You can join by going to mindfulcommerce.io and clicking community. See you there. Welcome to another episode of the expert training series um, where we bring expert training episodes from the community to the Mindful Commerce podcast. If you enjoy this, you will definitely enjoy being part of the community. So please do join the community and I hope to see you there. Enjoy. Purpose-driven e-commerce brands helping to create loyalty and transform both their customers and employees into passionate advocates. So Aliana's got a jam-packed event for us tonight. Um, so we have um, amassed some questions um, from our last meetup. And if anybody else has any during the live, just pop them into the comments um, in the live event and that'd be great and we'll pick them up and ask Aliana at the end so over to you thank you hey everyone so I'm really really excited this is a very important topic to me at least it's something that I'm really passionate about so thank you guys for being here and for your attention Alrighty, so this is a presentation on how your e-commerce brand can stand out in profit with mindful marketing. And I want to be very clear, you guys, that this is not a morality class. Okay, I am not qualified to talk about that topic. This is simply a training on how to stand out and profit by practicing mindfulness in your marketing, not by having a bigger budget, not by being the loudest, but by being a little bit more mindful. And we will cover what is exactly what exactly is mindful marketing. And just as a hint, this is not a, just about being honest and kind, why it matters today more than ever, why it's a smarter and even more profitable approach. And then we're going to go over some examples of brands that are doing it right. So there's quite a lot to go over. I'm going to do my best to go over it in the 15 minutes. All right, so let's start with what is mindful marketing. And mindful marketing goes beyond just activism or communicating your company values. At its heart, it's a centric, a human-centric approach that considers all stakeholders' best interests. And when we say all stakeholders, that means your customers, your employees, your vendors, um, your neighbors, and even your competitors. And when we are talking about human centrism, we really just mean putting people's best interest over sales and profit. So that's like a simple way to look at it. You're always prioritizing your competitors' well-being over your own sales and profit. And this requires really a radical way of looking at things and questioning the standard practices. And I know that for most of us marketers, we don't think of ourselves as the like the devil, right? Like we've got this idea or society has this idea about marketers that they're these cunning people that are just out to get you and stuff. And we don't think of ourselves that way. We do see some practices and we're like, oh, you know, it's kind of, it's like a gray area. I don't know how I feel about this. We know at some level that it's not right, but some of us sometimes, you know, do it, especially, you know, at different stages in our careers, we think that, well, that's just the way it is done and it's a necessary evil and everybody else is doing it. So I guess it's, it is what it is, right? 
And so I want us to question these necessary evil, if you will. And the most insidious of all of these common practices that seem harmless is the fight for customers' attention. And when it comes to fighting for customers' attention, really most uh, brands are flying completely blind. Their strategy to compete with other brands is to send more frequent messaging, overstimulating content, overly self-promotional, and just constantly bombarding the customer and feeling the need to post every day and sometimes three times a day just because that's what everybody else is doing. So I got to do the same just to, you know, um, stay top of mind basically with the customer. And they rely on that continuous nudging in order to stay relevant. And, um, and that's not, you know, that's not how it should be. And some of you might be thinking, well, that's what the market wants and they're engaging with my content. So certainly they want it because they're engaging with it. They're liking it. They're watching it. But I would argue that just because they consume it, it doesn't mean that they want it. And the modern day consumer doesn't want more marketing or more content or more anything, any more than a drug addict wants their fix. And if you think this is a harsh way of looking at things, um, I want to point out a, an amazing research. Really, it's a must see for anyone in e-commerce, especially e-commerce marketing by Loyalty Lion. It was conducted with census-wide. They did a study on 4,000, about 4,000 people in the US and the UK. They asked them a bunch of questions about how they feel about brands, especially during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And 57% of these people um, responded that brands pressure them into making purchases they wouldn't otherwise. And I'm quoting the words here. They feel pressured to make these purchases. And 59% of them said that brands send more promotional mess or too many promotional messages during the holidays. 60% said that brands care more about selling products than they do about upholding their values during this time. And 58% of them said that their trust in the brands is impacted because of these deals and offers. And um, why being more mindful in marketing matters today more than ever? Why is it suddenly such an urgent thing? Well, it's always been important, but you know, I think everybody knows that modern day society is sick and miserable today. In the last 10 years, and especially with the overly promotional culture, you know, with social media and whatnot, we've seen an epidemic of the civilized, these issues that are not present in tribal communities. People have been sicker than ever, more distracted, lonelier, have self-esteem issues, and the list goes on. And I think a lot of marketers realize the, the, the impact. By the way, if you think that, oh, this is just influencers doing it, like we are promoting that and the influencers are also marketing themselves so it's a self-promotion on the influencers part and it's our responsibility as marketers because we are contributing to all of this content creation but that's a different topic i think we are grossly underestimating how bad it is though because i think in 50 years time people are going to look back and realize that this was like smoking cigarettes there was a time when it seemed normal because everybody else is doing it and then we realized oh the impact uh, is really really big and more importantly, I think that the collective intelligence of our species is honestly taking a step back, like we are taking a step back in our evolution. Think of the last 100 years and how little uh, movement we've got. We've become more sedentary, more exposure to pollution. Um, our food is less nutritious. So right off the bat, like we are not getting as much oxygen and nutrition to our brains. And now we're getting overloaded with information. And it's, it's just not right. Like our brains are not equipped for this. And it's already shown the impact. And as marketers, we have a responsibility here. So I want to invite fellow marketers who might be thinking, well, this is just the way it is and it's a necessary evil. Can we participate in this and still claim to be customer centric? Can we honestly say, well, I'm being, you know, I'm sending a message of positivity and kindness and all of that, but are you really working for the customer's well-being or the human's well-being?
I personally, I don't think so. And the sad part and the most tragic thing about it is it doesn't even work. Because when we saturate and overstimulate customers, we reach a point where all of it becomes noise. And this is already happening. There are so many brands that claim to be ethical and kind and body positive and all of that stuff. And customers' eyes are just glazing over. It doesn't mean anything anymore because it's a dime a dozen. And what today's customer really desires and wants is to be seen as a human being, not a transaction waiting to happen. Today's customers are craving a brand experience that delivers a genuine human connection amongst all the transactional relationships that are being delivered by most e-commerce brands. They want to feel a sense of belonging and purpose. It's never been about saving the whales. It's never been about giving 10% back. The reason why this is such a, you know, the reason why these brands that give 10% back are appealing, the reason why being, it's because it says that this is a good human behind this business. It's because it shows that this is a person who cares about other people, who sees people as human beings, not transaction waiting to happen. And this is the kind of behavior, right? Giving back and being generous is the kind of behavior that's associated with it. So when we slap that as a marketing message, customers can see right through that because they're not stupid and it's becoming a dime a dozen thing and it's not effective anymore. Oh yeah, that's great. You have a cool story. Who cares, right? And that's why now more than ever, the most human-like brand wins. And just like human beings, the most influential ones are the ones that have good leadership qualities. Think about what makes somebody charismatic. It's the fact that they combine warmth and kindness and being a good person with being strong and powerful and having access to resources. These two qualities together make somebody a good human being and a good leader. And that's what makes a person likable and influential. And it's the same thing for brands. This is why my brands called Brands Are Alive. But, you know, that's the idea. You have to think of your customers as a potential community that's just waiting to be unified around common values, which are your brand's values and purpose by a strong leader, which is your brand, who will give them a chance to participate and belong, which is your marketing. So your marketing is the chance to participate and belong. That's what your marketing is. That's what mindful marketing is. And I'm going to show you some examples of brands doing it. Just remember, though, what they really crave, like we said, genuine human connections, a sense of meaning and purpose, and a sense of belonging to a greater good. Now, let's, uh, let's, oh, wait, first of all, I got to convince you why this, this matters, because I know some of you are probably, as marketers, you don't necessarily own the e-commerce business. You have to convince your CFO and the CEO and everybody else. So you have to show more reasons as to why this is a quote-unquote logical um, thing to do. First of all, it allows you to be of true service to customers. When you're practicing mindfulness, you really are being of service to customers. So you're not just BSing. Two, it helps you cut through the noise. So you don't have to use damaging tactics to get the customer's attention. Three, it allows you to make bigger impact with less resources. You don't have to spend more money, time, effort to make an impact because you're tapping into a very basic human need. Next point, it's sustainable. It never gets old. See, when you, you toy with people's emotions, after a while, they become desensitized. The need to be human is something that you never outgrow. Your whole life, you're always going to want human connections. You're always going to want to belong. And you're always going to want a sense of meaning and purpose. It doesn't, you, you never run out of these needs. So it's, it's, it's sustainable. The benefits last longer. And then the benefits compound over time as it increases profitability on your future marketing. The reason why when Apple or Nike or the big brands post an ad, it does so well is because they don't have to remind the person who they are. The people already know and have an emotional connection with the brand. All you have to do is deliver your message. You don't have to keep rebuilding everything from scratch every time you communicate with the customer. You're like, hello, this is me again, that sort of thing. 
All right, examples of brands that are doing it right. The criteria is one, they stood the test of time. Okay, so I picked brands that I wanted to show that the positive results, it didn't backfire after a while. It was still positive years later. And two, I wanted examples that uh, can be replicated or things that can be replicated regardless of your budget. The first example I chose is the body shop, plight of the Agani people or Agini people, depending on who you ask. I'm going to get, I don't, you don't have the time to get into the wording and what this was all about. This was a political uh, issue. They, they, they didn't mince words. There was nothing wishy-washy about the language that the body shop used. They showed very strong leadership skills. Um, they weren't, you know, they had a backbone basically. But what I found really impressive is that the campaign started in 1993 and they ran it until 1998. That's five years. Most brands nowadays can't commit to a tweet for an afternoon. Okay. They have an Instagram post, somebody doesn't like it or whatever. And they just, you know, they flip flop these guys, five years, right? Impressive. If you ask me, um, and the body shop, you know, they've done a ton of that kind of work. Okay. Patagonia don't buy this jacket 2011. You probably have heard this example before. If you're a marketer, it's a classic for a reason. So in 2011, Patagonia posted an ad on the New York Times and they basically told people, don't buy this jacket. Instead, go ahead and recycle, fix your jacket, whatever, right? Uh, find other ways to, to, to celebrate instead of buying another product. And as a result, their sales went up by 30% and they launched Warnware as a permanent program. And this was an example of a, an ad that's surprising, but still relevant. They demonstrated boldness. So that's, again, a sign of leadership. Sincerity, their actions speak loud, louder than words. Everybody knows that Patagonia does more than just talk about things. Um, and they gave customers a chance to participate in this greater good and sense of meaning and belonging, having an identity and belonging to a community um, that shares those values. Tom's One Day Without Shoes 2015 is another example of a great campaign that doesn't really require a lot of money to run. They asked people to post um, hashtag without shoes with, you know, barefoot uh, picture to give a free pair. Uh, obviously, as a small e-commerce brand, you don't have to make the incentive that big. But the idea is they got 300,000 or rather 30 countries to contribute and 300,000 pairs of shoes were donated <clears throat> as a result. And um, what this was really is, is, again, showing that good human, that is generosity plus meaning and purpose. So anytime you're asking the customer to take a photo of a product and post, post it, like, what does it say about me? You know, if you're going to give me an incentive of like a 10% off, that might work once or twice, but, you know, it doesn't work after a while. But to be able to tie it into a sense of meaning and purpose and belonging and participating in this greater good. That's what really, that's what makes these kind of campaigns really successful years and years later. And I wanted to use this example also to show how nobody is perfect. Um, and what few people know about is that Tom's actually struggled very much with this um, uh, buy one, give one model. And they almost went bankrupt in 2019. And they had to move away to a new model where instead of donating shoes, they were donating $1 for every $3 of profit. So a third of their profits are given to support grassroots efforts and community support. And why this is so important is because it shows that, A, they are human-like, they made a mistake, it's not the end of the world, they messed up, they owned up to their mistake, which makes them good humans, and they demonstrated sincerity and intention and willingness to take big action, and that shows that they have leadership skills. I'm telling you guys, I spend way too much time, I have too much time on my hand, I'm constantly studying these things. They all have this in common, operate like a good human demonstrate leadership qualities and allow customers to participate and be a hero in the story by 
belonging and participating in their marketing efforts. Go ahead and think of any brand, you know, for yourself, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. Think of any brand that you find really influential and iconic and see if they're lacking these qualities. But Aliana, we're not in a, we're not a billion dollar business. We can't spend that kind of money. Okay. How do you make that impact on um, uh, limited resources? I'm going to introduce you guys to a very simple and basic <laughs> principle that I honestly made all the difference in my life. It's from a book called Essentialism by Greg McGowan. And the principle is less but better. And if you make this new, your new model and principle in marketing, it'll, it'll make your life that much easier. I'm going to show you some examples of how to apply the principle. One is less marketing. When you start less marketing initiatives, you can free your resources. So you can actually put in more time, effort, money, et cetera, in one campaign. And one great campaign is better than 100 mediocre ones. This is the problem with e-commerce brands. They're just constantly churning out because they, they want to be remembered. So they're constantly churning out mediocre campaigns because they don't have the resources and they're trying to act like they're a billion dollar business. You don't have that, you know, you don't have the resources for that kind of stuff. So do less, but better. Okay, less touch points. When you communicate less often, you can free more of your resources to make every interaction more memorable and positive. Less advertising reach. Prioritize depth of impression over every person. Instead of trying to reach everybody, find a few people who care about your message and make a deeper impact. Have less customers. I know this is going to make some people's stomachs churn, but more customers isn't always the answer. You can have less customers, but have much more profitable relationships as a result of building them over time, deeper relationships. That's a, you know, what retention is all about. Have less causes to care about. You know, you don't have to comment on everything that everybody is talking about. Don't worry if people think, oh, why are you not talking about so-and-so issue? Who cares? Because when you fight less battles, you can make more of an impact, more than just simply, you know, uploading like a new profile picture or something. You can actually make a difference by putting your energy somewhere and, you know, really directing it at one thing. Have less promotions because when you Take your focus away from constantly trying to sell more and more and more. You can focus on serving your customers. Less interruptions. Again, if you interrupt them less often, but you make it worth it every time, they're inclined to give you more of it all the time. Less sensory overload. Please, I speak on behalf of the entire freaking planet. Please. It's okay to use the element of surprise or create stimulating content, but make sure that it's relevant and don't overdo it. A good example is Patagonia. That's a surprise, stimulating. It's like, uh, you know, but anyway. Um, hopefully this was helpful very quickly. I want to share with you some messages, uh, pre-messaging questions that you can ask to make sure that, you know, you're doing everything aligned with everything we talked about. How would my message sound if it was coming from a person, not a business? If you ask just this question, it'll save you so much trouble. If this message, uh, is this message adding value or is it just creating noise? If you're unsure, a good way to tell is to ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Uh, am I feeling an unpleasant emotion? Am I feeling insecure, afraid? Chances are you're not serving the customer if you're in that kind of mindset. Is this message a self-promotion disguised as a statement? Please separate, separate these two. Are we committed to this stance for the long term? And then finally, are we ready to be held accountable for our opinions? And if this recipient didn't get this message, would they feel like they missed out? If the answer is no to the last one, maybe you shouldn't send the message in the first place. Okay, recap. Mindful marketing is about uh, more than just being kind and honest. And as marketers, we really have a responsibility to question common uh, marketing practices and stop bidding on human attention. 
truly influential, influential brands are sincere about their values and they operate like good human beings and strong leaders and they deliver genuine human connections and give customers a chance to derive meaning and belong to the greater good. And if you guys enjoyed this uh, training and you want more, I am uh, building a new course about brand loyalty and customer uh, retention. And I would love it if you, you know, if you're interested in the subject, if you have any questions, send them to me. What is your biggest question or challenge on this subject? Uh, and, you know, I'd love to give you free early access when the course is released. And, um, you know, you can always email me hello at brandsarealive.com if you have any questions about this topic or anything else. And that would be all. Wow, thank you. You managed to keep it into 20 minutes. Somehow. <laughs> yes. I was constantly looking at the time. Thank you. <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. Thank you. I was trying to take it all in. <laughs> it really, really was. Thank you. Thank you. It's like you're basically giving permission to everybody listening to not have to do a marketing campaign every single day, or you don't have to post every single day. And you know what? I was thinking um Dan um who's like super on it with sustainability and ads it's like your impact will actually be lowered as well because the less you post on Facebook or Instagram or email your digital carbon footprint becomes lower as well so triple bonus <laughs> all the benefits exactly sometimes you know the best way to help is to not do anything you know sometimes the, the not sometimes oftentimes honestly i find that the best way to improve things is to reduce not add if you think about it that's what creativity is the reason why creativity is so valuable is because you know it forces you into like you're forced into a restricted or restrained place and that's when you're forced to be creative imagine if you had all the money in the world and all the time and all the resources no one is going to get creative because you know you have unlimited everything so if we restrict ourselves to less messaging you're you're going to find ways to do the kind of marketing that you know i i know because i talk to a lot of brands and they look at other brands and they copy each other and they feel a little insecure and like jealous, like, Oh, I wish our marketing was as cool as these guys. And they have resources and money, but the truth is they have something more. They have, you know, they care. Exactly. And I always say like, so we've, we've also got a similar um, pillar called mindful communications. And we always say like, make sure that you have a meaningful and valuable message or something to say that is of use to your target audience or your just just your network and your the people you know your fans because otherwise they're just not they're not going to pay attention anyway and if like you say if you're if you're not posting every day trying to come up with a new idea every day your campaign is going to be so much better and so much have so much more meaning behind it um and yeah be be a good human <laughs> absolutely 100% 100% would love to hear if there are any questions or anything I have a tendency to go on about things so please take it away from me yeah so I'll, I'll dive straight in um, and sort of keeping it on campaigns um, so we had a question from the meetup um, around your thoughts um, what are the biggest obstacles when working with brands to create mindful marketing campaigns and content um, and how can we um, how can we flip that to um, here? You know. How can we fit that into? 
how can we flip that so how can we get around those so what are the biggest obstacles and how can we overcome them to um to move that forward so do you mean like the biggest obstacles when it comes to working convincing brands to yeah when when you're putting together yeah when when campaigns Mm -hmm. are being put together and um brands are being sort of restrictive or um yeah yeah, uh, we touched upon it. On absolutely. One of our, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely one hundred percent of the time. It is. It has been just fear, and being completely disconnected from the fact that you are selling to a person. You know, we we we've been we've been marketing online. We've been so disconnected from. You, you wouldn't do that if you had a little store in a little village. You would not treat the customer that way. You would not market to them that way. You would not send them messages that way. What brands do, at least in my experience, what I've had, not, not all of them, of course, but a lot of, a lot of brands, what they do is they, you know, they, they're like, because these attribution uh, reports in, let's say you're using this software and this software and this software, they're all claiming that, oh, I'm making you this much from your revenues. I'm making you this much from your revenues. And they see these numbers and like, well, if we send one more email, we'll make $20,000 more. It's like, no, not necessarily. That's not how it works. You see, oh, this one email made 200,000. Surely if we send, uh, you know, five of these, we'll make a million dollars. No, that's not how it works. But they want to send more because they have revenue goals and they're afraid they're not going to meet them. And they think of marketing as this giant, complicated knot of like, oh, I'm throwing stuff at the wall and, and something is working. I'm not sure which one is, but I'm going to keep doing more and more just to make sure that I cover all my bases. Right. And that's like the primary strategy. So. So it's fear. That's what it is. It's fear of not making money. It's fear of like, it's fear of not, not meeting revenue goals. Yeah. And not being relevant and looking at other brands doing it and thinking, well, everybody else is doing it. So that must be the right way to do it. Yeah. And then that hindering any mistakes that you make that hindering that kind of bottom line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also not taking things with a grain of salt. Like, honestly, you got to question everyone and everything, including my, you know, what I said, like experts, other brands, because, Sometimes people don't know why things work the way they did. Sometimes things are a mystery and like, we don't have a clear answer, but you know, we're guessing. Sometimes people don't even tell you like the whole truth. A lot of brands really like, they show off, like they tell each other, oh, you've done this and we did so well, but it's not true. And then other brands look at them and go, oh, we have to do that because they said it worked for them, but it didn't really work as greatly as they think it did. so how do you overcome the fear? So how do you kind of convince your clients or brands that you work with that mindful marketing is the better option? I used to try to convince, not anymore. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that one, of the, that one of the ways that you can try to convince them is by showing them examples of, of brands that are, you know, that have done it in the past and how they've done it with my, and I've, I've seen it over and over. This is the reason, this is how I ended up here is that I worked with so many brands that I, you know, have been exposed to the back end of so many brands. I was like, these two guys are doing exactly the same thing. Why are these guys doing better than these guys? And it's not like 5% better. It's like, you know, massive difference. And I'm like, what's the, you know, um, so, you know, if we wanted to break our necks and, and find, you know, this versus that we could, um, but, you know, I would try to show them with like, test it. I would always say test, let's test it. You know, this is my hypothesis. This is what science is, right? You, you have a hypothesis, you test it a few times to see if it, if it, if it holds. So if they're open to it and you want to test it several times, 
you know, and, and you can show it to them, but if they're not open to it, ask them if they're happy with their results. You know, if you're happy with your results, that's great. If you're not happy, it doesn't hurt to try something different. Yeah. yeah. Being but brave, I personally, like, like your example of Tom's um, and kind of allowing yourself to, to kind of make that mistake but then when you do and you realize that it's not working you put something else in place to make sure that you're you're moving things forward and and doing the right thing absolutely you know all of these problems that brands uh face can be solved by simply remembering that i'm going to treat my brand like a person and i'm going to treat my customer like a person a brand just like a person it's okay to mess up it's okay to make a mistake rarely miss even if it's a huge mistake it can be fixed okay think of what would make you forgive someone after messing up pretty badly and do that and then treat your customers like human beings because that's exactly what they are but we are you know behind our computers and we think of them as customer segments and we think of you know their views as clicks and stuff and it's like all being you know, we treat ourselves and our business and our people and our communities and our employees and our customers and everyone like their resources or these machines or robots instead of resources. That's what they are, right? Transactional relationships instead of seeing them for what they are, which is just another fellow human being who's having an experience. What can you do for them to make it easier? You know, but yeah. yeah. Treat everybody like a person because they are a person treat them like your friends like a loyal friend absolutely absolutely you know what's funny if you if you market to your customers like they're your friends they'll be so much more forgiving when you mess up yeah. you know like a real friend like somebody that you actually genuinely care about you're like hey this product is good for you, you should try it yeah. trust yeah. me and, you and then you again. keep your promise and then you yeah. make it up to them you know when and then you yeah, do that I'm, at scale yeah, yeah. Right. for your community as you as you spoke about in your um, presentation, you, yeah, absolutely. When you yeah. said about the, phys- the physical store, like you wouldn't just shout at people in the street. Would you like to try some, you know, yeah. you probably wouldn't even do that. <laughs> uh, an excellent example of, and I, I've used this many times in podcasts before and always people are weirded out by it, but you want to, you want to conduct your e-commerce business like like a like the Amish conduct business or like a small village, like like a, a small business in a small village would do business. Back in those days, if you broke the trust or you didn't keep what you promised or what, like that would have destroyed you. But we are going back to that because now we are so connected that it's pretty much just like living in a little village. That's what it is. And you need that human connection just like they did. So we're transitioning out of, you know, this expansion back into almost like little, you know, tight, tight knit communities. Yeah. Beautiful dog in the background is distracting. (laughs) And that's what drives the fear, isn't it? Is that fear of being cancelled out and kind of not being able to move past that mistake. But once you realise that that is, that's what defines you, then um, it's like a light bulb moment, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that people can tell if somebody is genuine or not. Like we all make mistakes. Trust me, I've made lots of mistakes in my, in the past. And, you know, you get to a point where you realize, okay, I messed up, you know, you get, that's how you become a better person. Better. I use it with quotes. That's why I've been quoting the entire time. I hate to say good human, better and all of that, but you get the idea, right? Like you improve on yourself as a human being 
as a result of being in these experiences. And a brand also can get better. Tom, Tom's has been able to do much more impact today as a result of the mistakes that they've made. Like donating one third of your profit to grassroots communities to help, you know, the youth is a lot more impactful than giving a free pair of shoes um, to somebody in need. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, do we have time for maybe one more question as it is going so nicely? Yeah, yeah, we we, co- we covered a few just then. But um, so another one that we had, and we have sort of touched on this before, but it would be really great to hear your opinion on sort of greenwashing and your thoughts on how um, brands can really be authentic and not just be seen to sort of um learning some of these techniques and then just think right that's what we do without having any sincerity um at their core and what are your thoughts how can you kind of shift that so that has to change from within like whoever is making these decisions has to really ask themselves am i am i really sincere about this is this something that i genuinely care about right? What are my intentions behind this? Of course, we want to benefit. Like, for example, I'm doing this, everything that I'm doing. Of course, a huge part of it is monetary and financial. Of course. But do I sincerely care about helping the other person? You know, you have to ask yourself those questions. Do I sincerely care? Would I, if I had the choice between uh, this person's or this customer's well-being versus, you know, mine or my profit, which one would I choose? And um, yeah, I know just that's why I said, you know, it's important to be in touch with yourself and what you really care about. Because what I see a lot of brands do is they feel the need to do what everybody else is doing in terms of like, oh, you know, right now there is this one political issue. So I have to say something. If I don't say something, my customers are going to think that I am callous and I don't care and whatnot don't have to you don't have to prove yourself to anyone or anything there's always going to be a group of people who are going to dislike what you do and then a group of people who will understand you sell to the people who understand you there are plenty you know yeah. but you have to be in integrity with yourself first and everything and if you do it from that place everything else will fall into place if you mess up uh you can always you can always fix it customers will always be understanding if they see that you're making a sincere effort to you know to 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 um to do what you say you know or as you say so totally actually that's really interesting you know you you don't have to show that you care about everything just like choose one and then also you don't have to market and sell to everybody actually it's it's a lot better to sell to a niche group of people because it's a lot easier to align with their values like you said, think about your values and then where are your people? Like, where are the people that care about the same thing? And actually, that's a lot less stressful as a market. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I 100% yeah. agree with that. I love, I love that. Absolutely. Building a brand story around it as well, making yeah. sure that, yeah, that's yeah. really spoken. And I think that's that's how you appeal to those people. What I, the reason why I said earlier, I stopped trying to convince brands because I used to take it so personally. I, oof, you know, I was, drove myself sick, like literally, because of this topic. 
But, you know, I don't try to convince anyone, not because I can't or I don't want to or it bothers me. Right now I can have a conversation without attachment or feeling like, oh, you know, I want to strangle someone. Uh, but I don't talk about it because I've come to conclude that, you know, everyone has to walk that path and get to a point where when they're ready for it, they're going to see it. When they're ready for this, when they come to their, you know, point in their life where they're like, you know what, it's time for me to do something different. They're going to look around and go, oh, I've been messing up. I probably should consider this instead. And then they're going to have to go through an entire process of, you know, working through things internally because there's going to be a battle inside. And I've gone through this myself, you know, hey, the, the fear that I was talking about, I've gone through it too, right? And they're going to go through that for some time. And then when they come, I don't, I'm not going to say if, when everybody eventually comes to this point, when they did, do come to that point of letting go of that fear and choosing to do things for service, to love the customer and the people that they're serving, they're going to realize that, oh, I've been doing it all along. It's actually, I didn't need to stress myself, like Chrissy said, like, life is a lot simpler. Yeah. And you don't have to do it all. You know, you don't have to be constantly moving and, and doing stuff and posting. And I spoke to a business coach who told me to post three times a day. I was like, there's no way I'm going to post three. I don't have interesting enough things to say three times a day. <laughs> I am sick of myself if I have to hear myself three times a day. <laughs> maybe I'll get to that point. But if it doesn't feel right, I just, maybe I'll post all day if I want to. But I, if, it, if you don't feel like it, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. You don't have to. You don't have to. You're not going to be irrelevant. You know, there's this YouTuber that like posts once every six months. And I swear to God, when she put like, I, I never forgot about her. I Google her. I'm like, this person topic, because I like her so much. And her content is so great. And she's always, she's not BSing people. She really wants to help, you know? And I, I trust me, I'm not forgetting about, she doesn't need to remind me of her existence every day. I know who she is. I would recommend her and I watch her. And that's the kind of, marketer you know i think you know the world needs more of nowadays especially so yeah i resonate with that so much so much and i could talk about this forever me too (laughs) everyone's talking about it today nick and i just yeah 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 you gotta find your people and that's why i built the community um but yeah that's another story. I am really glad that you did, by the way. I literally, like, I didn't, I didn't use Facebook or anything. Went back on Facebook just to ask the question, one of the groups, does anybody know a mindful e-commerce community? And somebody posted, actually, there is a mindful e-commerce. I was like, oh, mindful commerce. And I'm really glad that you built it. Yeah. I was looking for it. Yeah. That's, see, see, we need more of you. Telling you. Everybody listening. (laughs) Love that. Thank you. I am totally going to quote that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Thank you. Yeah, no, just one last thing. Really would love it if anyone has questions about this topic or anything else to reach out to me. You know, um, I'm almost never sure what other people want to hear about, and I'm I'm like I'm like I'm not sure. Am I telling them stuff that they already know? Do they want to know about this? But if anyone has questions about this topic or anything else hello at uh, brandsourlive.com or, you know, if they want to send in that type form that I mentioned about the, the course that I'm, that I'm building, um, you know, I'd love to give it to some people for free and early access. Um, so if they can give me their feedback, that would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, I was going to say, we'll add the slides, if that's okay with you, to the, um, the replay so then everybody can like, 
find your details and do the type form and stuff like that. I forgot to apologize for the amount of yellow I used in the presentation. I am not gifted with like making cute uh, presentations like some people are. I just, uh, yeah. Well, I love it. (laughs) So, Nicola, do you have any final words? Yeah, just to remind everybody that we have a meetup on Wednesday, the 10th, um, and it's an evening meetup. So, yeah, 6 p.m. Are you coming up, Aliana? I look for, of course, I look forward to it. I never, I never miss those meetings unless I, I have another call for work or something, but otherwise I don't. They're amazing. They're really, really worth your time. Anybody listening, mm-hmm. trust me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Double promo. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you'll probably like being in our community. There's a whole host of exciting things going on. So don't forget to join by going to mindfulcommerce.io. Click on community and register from there. If you like this episode, please share, leave a review and remember to subscribe.